Welcome back to the Wide Angle Podcast with your host, Mark Steiner. Today, I am once again talking to my best friend, William, and we are still in Hong Kong, so... I, it I'm is, fucking fortunately. <laughs> as you know, based off the last podcast, Will wants to be in Japan, and I want him to be in Japan too, because then I have the excuse to go visit him, and uh, I don't really see myself going to Japan without a friend, so... Yeah, I mean, travel bubbles are a thing. We were talking about this the other day, actually. Is um, travel bubble? Yeah, the Which travel bubble. Yeah, the one with Singapore, and it's like they're they're finally in talks. It's becoming more real, and uh, it sounds great and all. And then you read the fine print, <laughs> and the cost to actually travel. Like, yeah, you have to pay the full ticket, which is understandable. But then you have to do like all the paperwork and all the testing and paying for the testing. And by the time that's all done, it's an additional six hundred to seven hundred U.S. dollars. So you're paying, especially to Singapore, that's not an expensive ticket because we're in Hong Kong. That's it's not like an a- expensive city. I should say hello to everyone. Hi, yeah, everyone. Okay, my yeah, name is well. William. I'm, all, I'm here to give my opinion about everything and anything. Follow my YouTube channel, Raging Ginger, and follow my Twitter, there The King Ginger 95 the, the, shame, the shameless plug right off the bat. We'd love yeah. to see it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the travel bubble. The so travel when, bubble. I, when I saw that, I was excited because that, that leaves the, the door open for something to happen with Japan. Um, political stuff not included well japan wants to make wants to do wants to be a balanced force between china and the usa because oh, yeah. i mean like they don't have a choice they're right next door exactly and you know they also have, don't have a choice with the usa because the usa have propped them up to what they are essentially uh, yeah, are today exactly so it is that's the political stuff. like the political stuff notwithstanding there is potential for hong kong to do this uh, there you know what is disrespectful australia Australia is mm. disrespectful on all levels. It's just like, yeah, we're going to make a travel bubble with Singapore, Japan, South Korea, Thailand, New Zealand, uh, the the Pacific Islands. Not you, Hong Kong. Fuck you. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and their excuse is, oh, yeah, it's because these people have like relatively the same number of coronavirus cases as us <laughs> as, uh, as Australia. And I'm like. Japan has 600. Yeah, we exactly. Have five, you disrespectful and, yeah. people. Yeah, no. And I was talking about that with my dad this morning. And he was like, Mark, aren't you grateful that you're not in the U.S. right now? I'm like, yes, I am grateful every single day that I'm not currently in the U.S. for many reasons. <laughs> many reasons. But it's, uh, we were talking about just in terms of the pandemic and how there isn't that sense of, uh, anxiety and stress like there is in the u.s like you leave your house in the u.s and you're almost guaranteed to catch it here in hong kong everyone takes precautions like uh, i mean guaranteed i don't know because iowa there's no one in iowa in the first place uh let alone texas everyone's 200 miles apart when like yeah okay but you look at the population you look at the cases like inner city you have a much higher percentage i'd say like there's no one in minnesota yeah there's a above 50 percent chance that you catch it because there's someone else out there that one doesn't know that they have it two isn't wearing a mask and three is just being stupid um but wear your mask kids exactly wear a mask and to go off on another tangent i don't know if i told you about this but um in one of my youtube videos recently i i said wear a mask we're in a pandemic and Is someone uh, disrespectful to oh, oh it was more than it was yeah it was more than one disrespectful 
and uh, the banhammer came out real quick. I was like, nope, block, 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 block. I why why block them? They increase your channel viewership. Oh, when sure, they're yeah, haters, yeah, and, yeah. and then they're like, oh, fucking well, the, when liberals. It, when the when the block happens, it's not that they're blocked from the channels; they're blocked from commenting, so they can oh, still okay. watch the video, but they can no longer spew yeah. their ignorance. Okay. I don't rhetoric. know this. Maybe yeah. they, they, but they, but if they know that, they might not view your other videos because you know now they don't have a re, they can't comment. That is true. It's possible. But also, do I want ignorant people watching my I videos? want all the ignorant people. Please go to my YouTube channel. I don't really give a shit what you think. Um, I won't even ban you. You can comment all you want. Uh, yeah, you can literally say ginger kids have no souls, and I'll be like, yes, we yeah, don't. But this, That's this, fine. This is, this is not an insult to you. This is just daily regular, life. Yeah, daily life daily for you. Life yeah, yeah, 100%. Since 2000 and what, 10? Oh, yeah. Ever since that, that G- ginger, ginger Yeah, exactly. Ginger that that kind of just ruined it for all gingers ever. Oh, yeah, he, he really fucked it up. Yeah, social media really, really fucked really it up. He really did. Him. Yeah. Talking about social media. <laughs> I like that. Nice, nice segue. Nice segue. <laughs> nice segue. segue. Yeah, like yeah, as yeah. if I haven't planned I, on I know, exactly. to talk about yeah, yeah. this because it's uh, a <laughs> Do cream, continue. Cream of the crop uh, mm. topic of today. The social dilemma I haven't documentary seen it yet. on Netflix. Everyone is ranting and raving about it. And I haven't seen it yet. You should watch it. That's what everyone's been you telling me. You should watch me. it. It's, well, it's like a two-hour... Two, oh, it's it's long. Yeah, okay. well, it's a documentary. It's an hour, 30 minutes. I mean, I've like watched 30-minute 30 do- 30 documentaries. You know that I've watched 30-minute yeah, documentaries. Yeah, you watched 30 minutes, but this is like ingrained. Like, this is, this is this is an in-depth analysis on social media. But not like social media as in, like, is it, is it, it's bad for you. We all understand yeah, yeah. that. But it's like... We're talking about social media as in its ability to control, its ability to become addictive, and like how is social media working, and the algorithms, and... Does it focus on specific apps, or like more of an overarching... Well, I mean, the people who are on the, on the documentary are from Facebook, Google... Okay. Um, so Twitter, the big, the big Instagram, boys. the big boys. Yeah. Did they have TikTok on there by any chance? Yeah, they mentioned TikTok okay. several times. They got the guy from who was originally the CEO of Pinterest. Oh, okay. Um, they got the dude who created the like button or oh, co-made the like okay. button. Um, and they got a bunch of other like really important people. They've got like a psychologist, depending on, like what is the the point of the brain. Like half of them, I think all of them, even the well, the the big guy, the big the, like the major guy who was like this isn't. This is his documentary, essentially, and then everyone else is a bit part player. Mm-hmm. It's like he took a class in a university called, it was some psychology class, like, mm-hmm. but like mathematical psychology. Like, how do we um, get people to continuously be going on yeah, our apps? Yeah. Fascinating documentary. Oh, yeah. Well, I know, um, like, just with my history with social media, I've, I've learned a little bit about it and whatnot, yeah. obviously, doing what I do. Yeah. But I'm also intrigued about the human element and the addiction part and how. Uh, the refresh button, they learned about that yeah. from uh, slot machines yeah, at yeah, casinos yeah. because it's so addictive. You yeah. want that that dopamine hit of like, I need the new stuff. I need to see what's coming out. I need so that. So it, it mentions slot machines yeah, at some yeah. point in the documentary. I found it, I've found it really fascinating. Um, I've been wanting to, I've actually deleted my Facebook app. Uh, on your phone on my phone yeah but you're still on on the laptop i'm not yeah on my laptop but like how many times do i go on my laptop that isn't for one application okay that is a a valid point though i feel like um it's the push notifications exactly exactly and so i I turned off your push notifications by the way for youtube twitter uh for twitter i'll watch you the fact that you had them on in the first place is kind of mind-blowing because i tweet an obnoxious amount oh yeah straight especially compared to you my my twitter my because now it's connected to my 
Yeah, fucking, your your wrist just my keeps watch, popping off. It's just my watch literally vibrates to the point where I think the skin will come off, then the bone, <laughs> and then my hand is just off. See, I have tweet notifications on for you and Jericho because you tweet so little yeah. that I'm I want to make sure that you don't get lost in the feed because I know if I don't have tweet notifications on, I will lose you in the feed because like I use it as an actual. Mm-hmm platform whereas you guys it's it's not a, as a priority for you guys yeah follow me on twitter king ginger 95 um <laughs> i'd post a lot of anime stuff um yeah waifus yeah there uh, we go. anime plots yeah. uh the plot yeah which is separate from the actual anime uh, plot, yeah, yeah, yeah. the plot yeah, yeah we know um, we know what you're talking about and just my own opinion no exactly and that's that's the beauty of twitter it's like you can just you shout yell to the into void. the void yeah, exactly you shout to the void which is <laughs> and once in a while you, you get a you get an echo yeah, yeah you're gonna let an echo back um speaking of the once in a while uh i had a a, a set go low-key viral on twitter recently oh, yeah. as you may know yeah, yeah. um which is i i was not expecting so um that set uh we're over six thousand likes right now six thousand that's, six, that, that's the most i've ever gotten Probably most you yeah had. yeah the, my previous most one was like 1200 um and i think my most ever on insta was like maybe 1400 but that was in the, the good old days before the algorithm came into play so i don't really consider that uh 10 percent. i think my most was 101 okay on twitter okay but that's because i commented about um, anime mm, and it was and just an opinion that was, was out there and then people were like all right <laughs> no people liked the opinion because oh, okay. i like i just said it's like this is my face um when i listen to music mm. and this is what i'm actually listening oh to, yes i right? know which one you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. relatable content relatable that's, content see that's people like that it's like you, you find is. your niche you find the relatable yeah. content and people are like yes i, I like still this. don't get how these anime people like just purely anime twitter mm-hmm. has like 10k followers and i'm like one you don't post a photo of yourself two yeah. you're literally just talking about well anime, i mean but then you don't also have any other social media like yeah. how do these people find you it's really interesting to see the depths of meme twitter and like niche twitter like i there's so many accounts anime twitter is lit oh yeah i anime i see twitter. your retweets like, i'm well like, aware <laughs> but <laughs> going back to the uh the viral tweet is like i was mind blown that it got six thousand, which is unheard of like and the thing is i i how much dopamine did you get from that uh you got a good hit of dopamine didn't you <laughs> so i you posted it, it. I, I did love it it was great and knowing uh other people were seeing my that's the other thing too is like the likes are good and all but the retweets were really helpful and if you look at the analytics for that specific tweet uh based off all the retweets and quote tweets which is the best part of twitter that post got seen over two hundred thousand times which is mind like yeah. could you imagine a football stadium and it's just like yeah I you, you filled that eight times stuff, over yeah. like that's mind like no art gallery in the world unless you're the the louvre right <laughs> in paris france get gets thousands of tourists every year uh like as an as a person who is unknown practically in the world that uh, uh there is the potential for that kind of reach it's mind-blowing so yes going does the concept of anything above ten thousand hit you though like no. once it hits like t- above like it does it hit you when you have like a hundred k or like 20k you can't fathom that number like i can fathom 10 10k fa- 10k i can fathom that many people but after that certain number of people i'm just like that's an astronomical number See, of people like i can't it, even tell that's the thing is like numbers on social media are a very interesting thing because i feel like 
especially in the creative uh, niche, you know, you get like 500 likes and you're like, oh, this this post is bombing. No one really liked it. And uh, that really that kind of sucks. Like I was expecting more from this post. But then you start thinking about it in actual terms, like filling seats in a desk in a classroom. And you're like, oh, my God, that's like 50 classrooms. Those um, like five grades in our high school. Yeah, exactly. And it's like mind blowing. You're like, oh, my God, this is an assembly of yeah. seven different grades. Like that's a lot of people that are seeing this. And social media distorts that kind of thing. Like you see 500 on a certain post when you're accustomed to like a thousand or something like that. And you're like, oh, this this really did not do well. But you also have to think about that. That's 500 individual people. And that's a larger number than you could have ever gotten without. So like yeah. if you were like, hey, I'm yeah, holding an art gallery, art gallery, 500 people are not going to be showing up to your art gallery. I've been wanting to delete most of my social media. And the only reason I have still remaining social media mm -hmm. is because most of my friends are not in the same place as me. Mm -hmm. and that's, that's the only reason that's I have the, it. Honestly, the only reason I'm still on Facebook is <laughs> because that's the main way I communicate with you and Jericho. Yeah. Were it not for that, if we were all in the same place or we all just decided we're never going to be on Facebook, we're going to be on Instagram messages or Twitter, then I would never use Facebook ever again for anything. Yeah, I deleted my Facebook app. Yeah. Like I kept the I kept my account, obviously, because mm -hmm. like that's the only way I, I make sure that people pay me my fucking money back. <laughs> If she listens to this, she knows. I she probably she probably won't, won't but, but like she owes me money. Mm. Um, and also, that's also my other form of communicating with you. But like, I've noticed that I only communicate a certain number of places and with a certain number of people. So yeah. the only reason I have Facebook is because I can't I keep in contact with you and Jericho, mm -hmm. and I've got a few other people. But um, and the other people I only communicate purely just instagram that's the thing and, and it's another one's purely snapchat exactly and it's interesting seeing how you can say like all right this this app is for this person and this app is for this person and yeah. kind of just like uh what's the word i'm looking for not so, dichotomize but um yeah. yeah there's a word i'm there's forgetting word. it <laughs> yeah we've been out of education for far too long we don't uh, need big words well, we don't need big words and as evident from the president of the united states <laughs> man is on another level of amazing oh god like, let's let's not go dude, there though dude but is is wild and let's, I, I, I don't know going back to social media um i i have noticed though that we were we briefly touched on this is like we're on social media far more on our phones than we are on our laptops yeah. and i feel like when we're on our laptop it's much more purposeful if you like, watch the social the dilemma the mm -hmm. documentary mm -hmm. uh, they tell talk to you about everything mm -hmm. and at the very end the the interviewer will say mm -hmm. like okay how do we fix this then mm -hmm. like how what do, what do we do mm -hmm. um and they give you like all the ways you can probably mm -hmm. get off social media by mm -hmm. but still stay on it for mm -hmm. whatever reason mm -hmm. and one of them is like just delete them from your phone yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Keep, be more mindful be, of like actual. delete your the apps that you have um, because then it just stops you from yeah. going on them in the first place. That's day. the thing is like, I feel like one being on your phone is just the default when you're yeah. bored these days. And then the social media is the default once you're on your phone. Like I am so programmed that I know exactly where my social media apps are. I open up my phone, I go to the folder, I tap on the app. And before I know it, I'm already like four scrolls deep on Instagram. I'm like, I didn't even mean to do this. This is just like learned well, muscle yeah. memory. This is this kind is, of scary. This is why I think I'm, I'm I think I'm probably going to like start turning off my phone like when mm. I get into the night. So it, it like you 
I don't wake up. The first thing I do is look at my phone because the yeah. first of all, I have to turn it on. That already yeah, yeah. is a, is a process in yeah. it itself, especially considering that I have an iPhone seven mm. who fucking knows how long that's going to take <laughs> to actually turn on. The screen is cracked. The CPU probably can be seen from the ins- from the outside. <laughs> so like, um, it's going to take a while. Yeah, so yeah. it gives me like 30 minutes at the maximum yeah. of me doing everything that yeah, opens yeah. my eyes. Mm. And I, I think that's the reason why I also now wear glasses because mm. I've always been like, the first thing I do is grab my phone, yeah. look at it blind myself with that blu-ray mm. and just burn my, co- uh, your retinas, my retinas. Yeah, your corneas. So, <laughs> but now i have to wear glasses yeah. and i look at the screen um but yeah definitely you should watch social i will yeah I'll, and i think the only also a big play of why you're still on social media as much as you do is because you it's coming from a job yes now i don't like anyone who who's a fucking tiktoker <laughs> fuck them Swear to God, get a fucking job. I am, you know what I'm more worried about? Is that in the end, the world literally becomes, are you on OnlyFans or are you not on OnlyFans? I feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. is your life. And we were joking about this the other day. It's like you go to the grocery store and you're like, hey, I can pay for this bread with my nudes. I'm like, what is that? (laughs) What do you mean? Like, at some point, there might be a level of like, shit. And you know what I'm, but the thing, the only reason I think a lot of people turn to social media for like an actual occupation, but like, like is the idea that it's so much more possible Mm. than sports or anything else well that's the thing is like because of no but like you have because there's not enough but but no no what what i mean is like the time investment because social media is like like it's like clicking your fucking fingers and bang you might get hit and you might hit viral, and then you that's, just keep doing that. That's true, but I we were also talking about this the other day, and how and you were going off on a very similar tangent about how uh, you just need to have that one thing that goes viral, and then you're set. Yeah. And I disagreed with that. I said, like, yes, having that one thing that goes viral is very helpful and will decide your career or not. But I think what's more important is having other content to back it up because if one person sees that viral piece of content and is like oh my god this is great i'm gonna go check out his channel and then they start viewing all your other videos and they're like oh this is amazing i'm definitely subscribing that's how you get a a fan base but if you have that viral piece of content and they're like oh this is amazing and they go to your page and nothing is good quality or the same kind of content or anything they're like what the hell this is a one-off i'm not subscribing to this this is not what i expect from this person which is why i I, i'm not that respectful of anyone that's a TikTok star. Um, when it comes, which is why I also categorize, categorize YouTube outside of that realm of dopamine hit social media, uh, which was one of the one of the things they they said, like how to not get YouTube to know who you are, to picture you, is that you always search for what you want rather than force youtube to recommend what you want to watch next you search for it you click what you want to watch then again i also watch two hour long lo-fi hip-hop music or the two hour long warhammer 40k theories or the one hour 30 minute warhammer total war video so like i have my your recommendations like youtube (laughs) can't recommend anything really because i'm looking for niche Mm. subjects which is why I, YouTube as well, it, it goes on what you're saying. Like, you need your content to be just at the point where it's amazing every single time. And that's how you keep people, which is not the same as TikTok. 40 second, you can bang that out like every single day, yeah. whatever you like every hour you can bang out a TikTok. And people will be like, oh yeah, I'll follow this person. Yeah. And they become stars, they become famous yeah. for what it is. And that's bullshit. 
Then there's the Instagram models. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. That's <laughs> bullshit as well. Um, photography is a different level because it's talent and you grind that out as well as YouTube. If you want to be good on YouTube, you grind out your talent mm -hmm. and become good. Sure, you get that one video that goes viral, that yeah, one yeah. photo that goes viral as you've done yeah. and people come back. Yeah, yeah. It's not the same as you get like on TikTok or like Twitter or, or stuff like that. You I feel like yes and no. It's just a different beast. You know, like the, yeah. the algorithms are all different on all these different social medias and TikTok initially uh, the algorithm was super favorable. Like the fact that you with 10 followers could have a reach of over 200,000 was unheard of in the social media realm. Like that was mind blowing. It's not like that anymore. And now with all the political agenda behind it, whether or not it's getting banned or whatnot, and if it's getting banned, sold, TikTok, fuck all of those people. <laughs> it's it's currently Generally. banned in Hong Kong. Good. So I've, I've given so up glad. on trying to do it. Like, yes, you can get around it with a VPN, but I'm like, is it really worth it? Probably not. Yeah, if these people are VPNing into Singapore and I'm just like, yeah, bro, at some point they're going to ban it. Oh just yeah. 100%. 100%. And it's, it's just like, ah, like I, but I feel like I was talking about this with a potential client and because um, he he's mildly into social media because he's a uh, what's the, I forget his official title, but more or less like the PR person for a specific company. And because um, we were talking about Facebook and how the average user is older than him and he's not a young guy. Right. So it was it was mind blowing. Yeah, um, old people suck. Though. Yeah. No, Facebook. And I'm like, this is the reason why I, I literally don't use Facebook unless it's to talk to my very close friends um, on Messenger because I don't have like the my our generation isn't on Facebook it's like and people younger than us are not even have like don't even have a facebook account oh well, they do they but it's more so I like a, like think, an email account yeah, they make, right they make facebook so that they can have the messenger app exactly and, and stuff like that it, and or whatsapp or connect to other apps like it's no longer like the social hub it's yeah. like i need this in order to access other apps yeah. and it's really interesting to see that that massive switch because when we were growing up Facebook was like the platform. I was peer pressured into a Facebook. Same. I was as well. I remember the first time I, I thought about yeah. making a Facebook page and I was like, hey, yo, um, can you send me this uh, thing for some homework? And they're like, yeah, I'll send it to you on Facebook Messenger. And I was like, I don't have Facebook. And they're like, you need to make a Facebook. And I was like, I need to do my homework. I'm not trying to be on Facebook. Yeah, send it by email, bro. <laughs> I know. I was like, come on. Just like, can you can you find any other way? And they're like, nah, you have to do it on Facebook. I'm like, send, uh, send it by email, man. So I just, I found that you really interesting. Old. It's like, send it by email, bro. I know. But you know, there was actually a study done showing that uh, our generation, the millennials and younger, are on email a lot more than I thought they were. And I think that's well, some... I'm on email because I keep getting job notifications. Well, that's the thing. And I feel like it's it's one of those things that you don't think about. But I also want to know how how they came to that number. It's like 400 hours a week on email or something like that. And that was like mind-blowing numbers. I assume it's a lot to do with... Um, our generation specifically, yeah. Yeah. it has to do with the applications. That's what I'm thinking. And also, also, also the deals and also those online deals you can get. <laughs> do you actually use online yes. deals in your yes. emails? Fuck yeah. I get, I get so uni, many of those Shout emails. out to uni days if they ever hear this. Oh, okay. I mean, yes, uni days is great. That's the reason why I'm paying $5 a month yeah. for my Apple music instead of 12 or whatever. <laughs> uni days, if you could get on the world of Warcraft discount, that'd be great. <laughs> But what uh, uh, what was I saying? What were we talking about? Emails. Emails. Do you does that PR stuff actually work on you? Where yeah, they, yeah, like, yeah, straight up, straight up. I don't think I have ever clicked I... on a deal that came into my mail. 
Because I'm either I already am aware of the deal before I get on email, or I yeah, it's that's spam. Because I think you're you're more aware of the tech and the, that and, is true. and the stuff yes. beforehand. Yes. While for me, average Joe over here, it's like if I don't get an, if I don't get an email, mm. I'm never gonna know. Mm. So like I because my Steam account connected mm. to my email. And if I, I don't check my Steam account oh, often does, enough. Oh, does Steam give you those, those it, great discounts? Yeah, yeah. Steam gets me, gets emails me saying, hey, your game that you put on your wish list has a 75% Okay, see, discount. that makes sense. That's just, I, I feel like it. that's not like a, hey, here are all the games on sale kind of thing. This is like an alert for yeah. a specific game. But they game also that have that. They also send like, oh, look, it's the Halloween October festival, all spooky games, mm. um, 75% off. And, and so I'm you scroll like, through, and the, you list scroll and through and the list and so see they what you got get. you on the platform. Yeah, they, yeah, they got like, me on oh, the platform. Okay, I, need, I need to know no, what's on sale. They got me on, on the platform yeah. and I, I'll scroll through it. Will I buy something? No, because it's actual money. But um, you, you were looking and the chances, looking. the fact that they got you on the yeah. platform means you're already exactly. more willing to spend which money. Is, which is why we should just turn off our notifications. Yeah. That's what, okay, that's the point I wanted to go back is uh, I was recently talking to a friend. And they were like, yo, my uh, Instagram notifications are all messed up. I'm sorry I didn't respond to your message in a timely manner. Um, uh, I didn't get the notification. And it's it's really bugging me that Instagram is doing this. And I'm like, yo, I turned off Instagram notifications like two and a half years ago. Like, I do not get a single Instagram notification. Is that why you take so long to look at my memes? Yeah, that's it, 100%. Because I, I look at you. When you send me messages, I only see the messages when I log into the app. I get no push notifications on my phone oh. from Instagram. Okay. So you're learning something new about me. Wow. Yeah, no, no. I, I don't. Dude, my memes are fire. You oh, should yeah. definitely have them on notification. <laughs> 100%. But the, the thing is, if like. If anyone follows Mark, follow me on Instagram. You can also <laughs> get my dank ass memes. <laughs> But I, I found myself like if I got a push notification on Instagram, I'm like, okay, I got to open the app now. Yeah. And I found myself on the app so much already. I'm like, I need to curve this this app time. So I'm like, just delete notifications. I'll get on it when I get on it. I don't need another excuse to open it because those same notifications will be there whenever I choose to open the app. So that was one way for me that I started curbing my app overuse uh, on that. It's proven helpful, but also I'm still so addicted to my phone. But also it's the, it's the decline of Instagram for me, yeah. honestly. That's uh, And we've I've, I've been talking, about, been this talking about this for a while. Uh, the Instagram... Every other day is, is yeah. a Twitter post is like... Downfall of oh, Instagram, yeah. Twitter's OG. Facebook, Facebook bought Instagram. We all thought, oh, a big company is buying this. There's potential. And then they just absolutely destroyed it because they didn't want any competition. And it's gone downhill. And this this is where uh, the, the next point I wanted to make was TikTok. Even though it has all of its issues and it's going through its, its bans and whatnot, it, it's an ex- a shining example of a next generation social media platform. Like... I feel Facebook is already old. Instagram is getting to that point where it's getting old. Twitter, I feel like, is a staple no matter what. I feel like Twitter is going to be around yeah, for Because talking to the void is... Exactly. Lo- and is and an Twitter, Twitter doesn't really get old. Like, it is what it is. It has its limitations. It went from 120 characters to 240 characters. But it is what it is, you know? Um, but TikTok is that video-first platform. It's doing it with an amazing algorithm. And you can find all these people that are making it very what's the word, uh, accessible. So you can have all this content directly on your phone and that keeping you on the app, that infinite scroll yeah, with that algorithm yeah. that and you're the like... 40 second 
it, like that you, you know, yeah you're like oh attention you, you, attention yeah. spans like 40 seconds brilliant oh my god that's Ex- amazing exactly that's crap. and go, i go, i go, can't go, go, tell go. you how many times i was on tiktok and like two and a half hours of my life just went by and i'm like you know you can wow. check your scroll um kilometers i did not know that you can check i think you can check your scroll kilometers on instagram or some other app okay and i remember checking one time and it was more than i've walked in a day and i went oh to the gym my god you're like yeah i, I went to work <laughs> and i came home and i went to the gym and i went home and i wandered around my house and then i was like i wonder if that's a thing yeah checked it it's a thing and it was like double what i you're walked like, oh my in god. real life yeah. and i'm like damn I have a problem. <laughs> I have a problem. And then Hong Kong banned whatever. I think it was TikTok. Yeah, they that banned TikTok. Then they banned and, TikTok. And I was and like, then, I'm not on this anymore. That's the thing. And it's, but I feel like it just goes to show like for so long, people saw the behemoth that was Facebook and Instagram. And they're like, oh, no one's going to be able to compete. There's no room for a new thing to come in and take ownership, right? Like they're, they're a share of that pie. And then TikTok was like, oh, we have a whole new generation hooked on our stuff and you guys are the old guys. So I think it's just really interesting seeing that there is not only uh, more than enough room for multiple apps to exist, but the competition is real. And now we see what that next generation social platform can be. And if TikTok does have more political issues and whatnot and does get banned or whatnot or starts going downhill because of the algorithm changes, there is more than enough room for someone else to see the success of TikTok, duplicate that with a slightly different twist, and then that'll be the next platform. So it's just really interesting for me. I, Twitter will just remain king because yeah, the fact Twitter, that you can just Twitter, talk to the void exactly. and the void might respond or might not yeah, respond. Yeah, is, yeah. Twitter will 100% um, remain a, a, a staple in everyone's, I think, because it's it's the best of every world. Uh, and I think that's... And the worst. <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> The best and the worst. That's the beautiful thing about Twitter. It is what you make of it. If someone actually recently tweeted and they're like, oh man, Twitter is such a toxic place. I'm like, you can just unfollow the people that are making it toxic. And they were like, oh, you right. And they just <laughs> unfollowed everyone that was making it miserable. And they're like, dude, Twitter is so much better now. I'm like, yeah, you're choosing to follow these people. And that was an interesting thing for me. It's like social media in most things is what you choose to make of it. And that's also what the social dilemma talks mm. about. We're at that point in this in this generation, so split mm. 50 50 mm. and we're not we're not able to like get together mm. in the same room as some people mm. because social media has now warped itself to the point where like, okay, we want you to stay on our social media yeah, platform. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna show you everything you like. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, and you're, then, you're and in show your you own nothing. little echo chamber, yeah. your own little bubble. Your, the echo replies back to you with the same rhetoric and the yeah, same yeah, yeah. mindset. You never see the other side. And you never see the other side. But which as a European is hilarious when I'm on Twitter because I get to see both the right and left wing of the United States. You know what? And I'm like, banter, it's you guys really, are never going to get together. Oh, yeah, 100% because it's so divided. But it's it's also hard to come together to a, a a healthy middle ground when one side is literal Nazis. Like there can be no middle ground when Again, one side. You're, you literally just repeated what I said. No, I'm okay. You're doing what I said. But how sure, many? Sure, sure, sure. Fair enough. The other side is just blatant 
crazies and yes. just like gun ho yeah. first amendment rights yeah, second yeah. amendment run, gun yeah. rights and yeah. like lock them up lock yeah, them yeah. up get rid of these of the of the immigrants <laughs> i can get people coming from like an economic standpoint they're like you know taxes this and this yeah. and this and i'm like all right you know i don't always agree with you on that but like as long as you're a decent human being i'm like okay that's like, a different thing that yeah exactly and it was like the republicans pre-2010 I feel like we're much more reasonable, but then it just became so extreme that it was it's it's hard to, to find that middle ground because I feel like social media just perpetrated per- like, well, their mindset. Yes, social media, though. but also just like the way the world is going, and I feel like this this old way of the world needs to die off. Like this new generation is so forward thinking that these old ways of thinking just cannot coincide coexist with this new generation. But that. Again, this social dilemma documentary showed like what at what point turning point did the world become so de- uh, divisive, mm. and that was when the social medias can now be on your phone. Yeah, and that was it. That literally, that's how yeah, that's, that's where it huge, started. Yeah, that's a huge turning. And point. Also, that was the turning point, like an increase. You know, the, it shows you on the documentary. Um, uh, I think they did only girls, only girls on social media between the ages of. 10 and 14 had a 146% increase in suicide rates. Only girls. Only girls. 10 to, four, 10, 10 to 14 year old girls. Did they show any statistics for uh, males? No, they didn't because they, it, I assume it's uh, not good either. And I yeah. think it might, it, I, it, I don't think, but I think they wanted to make the point mm, that this 146% is, yeah, yeah, yeah. increase is insane. Yeah. But yeah, they yeah. also showed, um, the different age groups. So they showed uh, 16 to 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was also an increase by about 20, 60%. Okay, so so like, there was still an increase, so, but that was the introduction of social media on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where it also became so deci- the divisive. When the social media platform was able to get on your phone, you're now able to see what you want to see mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the echo replies exactly what you want to yeah. hear. And then it's just this buildup of and rage build and up. anger and against so the like, other side. You will yeah. only see your side. You're never going to see the other side because you don't want to follow that side. Yeah. And that's that's the problem. And that's how a lot of these political parties have now come up. Yeah. Um, you see that in Spain. You see that uh, in, Eng- in England. You see that in France. You well, see that in- it's interesting because I was having this conversation with my dad about how, again, going back to this, this old world order versus the new world order, how these things cannot coexist at the same time. Like there there has to be a reckoning and what's happening in the U S isn't only happening in the U S like, yes, it's getting a lot of media attention. And because the U S is a superpower, it's, and it decides, yeah, you, you see it every day. It's nonstop, but all of these issues exist in every single country and we're starting to see that more and more and like they're going through their own mass you're a dictatorship so you propagate the, the well even then these people are starting to be like yo this is not right we're gonna we're gonna protest we're gonna revolutionize like everything and like no what i'm saying is like this i feel like as dark as it feels like right now there there's going to be a massive change within our lifetimes i want to say within the next five years there's going to be this massive switch in thinking and power from young to old like there needs to be this massive handing over and it's i don't think it's going to be a peaceful handover it's going to be like taking from the cold taking the baton from the cold dead body of the old world order because there's no way that they're going to peacefully 
let They're this not change. Give it up. Yeah, the, the, the change, older generation change, doesn't give it up. Change is never easy. Change is the only constant in life, but change is never easy, especially for people who have gotten accustomed to a certain way and uh, don't understand the world these days. Accustomed or they've accumulated wealth that, that they don't want to give that up. that too that's the uh, and that's really, the fact that uh we should force a lot of these old people yes. to get out of the jobs yeah yeah you retire yeah retire well it's not only that is, is that the economy is has shifted so drastically uh that the one percent hold more wealth than the the next 60 percent 50 percent something ridiculous 75, I think yeah it's like 75 it's like how how do six people in the entire world own more money than the next seven point whatever billion people like that's not right in any regard i don't care what you have done for the world no one deserves to have that much wealth no. in their lifetime yeah that's uh that's a crazy and the fact that money. jeff bezos pays less in taxes than i do is a fucking issue man like yo donald trump paid more taxes to the chinese government than your government oh my god <laughs> he paid more ta- how much did he pay to the u.s government like 750 dollars yeah, he yeah, paid yeah. three hundred thousand to the chinese government I did yeah, not the, know you that. You know the Chinese government don't give a fuck. They're like, yo, you want to be here? We're going to find out everything about That's you. That's so funny. Because he has a Chinese bank account. Yeah, no, I, I learned that, but I heard that he had no money in it because he's broke. Yeah. Um, but but he's trying, he's, his, uh, his, uh, his hotels, he thought he was, he was going to build hotels in China and get yeah, workouts yeah. planned. Of course not. Never works out because he's a horrible businessman. <laughs> and uh, the Chinese government are amazing. That yeah. Amazing negotiators. Yeah. They're like, uh, <laughs> art of the deal, my ass. Like, <laughs> art of the deal? <laughs> uh, welcome to China. Yeah, exactly. And uh, But it was so funny when I heard that he had a Chinese bank account. I was like, this whole time he's been railing on China and he's been trying to associate uh, all of his opponents with China and they're like, oh, they have ties to China. They're bad. They're bad. They're bad. And then it's like, yeah, I am 100% associated with the guy that I've been saying is absolutely horrible. And there is no way out of this one. I can't say, oh, I don't know them. No, there's a money trail. Like, how can you? That's no, not possible. I I pay more to the Chinese government. <laughs> exactly. Like, Yo, I don't know how, how it, it just came out now. Yeah. Which is incidentally closer to the, yeah, closer to the election. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I feel like someone sat on it. Someone sat so? I, th- I think someone knew way beforehand. I th- no, he won. I, th- I think what happened like was because the New York Times finally got his tax uh, returns, right? And oh. there's so much paperwork to go through that they're just finding more and more out. Like they, they, they did a lot of research. They came out with their damning article about his New York taxes. But if they had the entire tax returns, then they have to go through all of that from the past, what, 40 years that and and seeing he finds a chinese bank and then they're like, like oh this is this is news right here but that's what i'm saying like it i don't i don't know if they sat on it or they had to like double check and make sure like i was a journalism major you don't just see something and report it you got to be like all right this is potential is this real is this fake go dig go to your fox chi- news that <laughs> fox news is not news fox news is propaganda but it's really interesting to see how propaganda that like even the trump machine that is fox news has been turned against at times and <laughs> it's like you're you're <laughs> i remember when he called them out yeah i, I know it was hilarious it i was, was like yo was you don't like, call out your yeah, boys yeah, like yeah, that you're biting the hand that feeds you man those are your boys <laughs> you don't i mean sure call call out cnn because they ain't your boys oh, yeah. but you call out your boys and it's from fox news like that that ain't shit but yeah. then again he just 
He just switched and said, so was like, yeah, these are the best people oh, yeah. in the world. That's and the they're thing. like, yeah, he's the best. Oh, yeah. They just the flip like, flop until on, it's man. convenient. Stick, your, stick to the road. But the going back to like VPN and the echo chamber and whatnot, my dad. So we use a VPN in Hong Kong for, uh, you know, protection purposes and whatnot. And sure. to watch so- shows that you can't there we go. watch here. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, and uh, what was it? Oh, he was he was saying so he his VPN will just like go to whatever country is fastest. Right. Because we want that fast speed. And uh, he was connected to one of the other countries and he went on his YouTube search and there was nothing of Donald Trump. And then he goes to the U.S. one. All Donald Trump goes to a different country. Nothing of Donald Trump. And I was like, he was like, you know, it's so interesting to see based on the VPN when your computer thinks it's in a specific place, how much. Yeah. different stuff they feed the documentary you. does that yeah. the documentary yeah, yeah, yeah. shows you depending on where you are in the region of they did in the united states mainly but they depending on where you are your google algorithm oh yeah will give you something else so if yeah. you type in um climate change is yeah it'll be different depending on where you exactly. are which i think i find that one bad two yeah. um bad and yeah. three facts are distorted oh 100 yeah it's it's mind-blowing to see how opinions like you're like wow are you are you actually an individual who has your own opinion or like based off off of where you are located in the world and your previous search history this is what you they they called it a very specific thing they called it capitalism something or something capitalism um where you if you're not paying for the product mm. you are the product yes essentially. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah i've heard this and, many times yeah, and this is what like, the social media uh, mm-hmm. social dilemma documentary was mm-hmm. going on about if you're mm-hmm. not paying for the sub uh, the, 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 the the product, product yeah. you are the product mm-hmm. so our data is, is the, the product, product exactly. is the product and if and these com- and it's worth a lot of money yeah, for these advertising yeah, these, companies these. if you're able to change the mindset of seven billion oh, yeah. people by one percent yeah you've won the game exactly you've won it so like how are these social media Big companies money. allowed to do that? Or well, like- that's the thing too. Is like I remember when Mark Zucker, uh, Mark Zuckerberg was being uh, interviewed. Well, not interviewed, but grilled by Congress or the Senate or whoever. He had his like big interview because of uh, competition laws yeah. or whatever. And it was just these old white men, right? Who did he? Who li- clearly have never been on the internet, right? They have their interns who run their social media and their interns who do everything. They themselves grew up in the age where, like, pen and paper, the quills were like the the mail yeah. stuff, <laughs> and the fax machine was yeah. the most OP and thing the, and since exactly since they were spread. And so they were grilling him with these like really stupid questions because they had no idea what was going on. And like even for Mark Zuckerberg, who everyone says is a robot overlord he's a lizard oh yeah exactly that that too (laughs) yo he's a lizard but even him was like senator we run ads and the senate was like what you what (laughs) i was like bro these are these are basic concepts that you are so out of touch with the world which is also i think how he got away with a lot of his questions oh 100 these people don't know what it says i'm just gonna keep saying i don't know i don't know exactly i leave it to the team i leave it to the team of engineers to do yeah that plausible deniability the the pleading the fifth is 100 percent uh true but the best thing when the other guy who's asking you doesn't know has no idea they're like oh so how and they're like Yo, it's, it's the internet, man. Like this, this is how it's worked. You gotta, you gotta understand a basic understanding of the internet if you want to come to this questioning here. Like this is the questions you're asking are so far off base that this is not beneficial to any. This is a waste of everyone's time. Like, why are you here? It was just really interesting to see how out of touch the older generation is. I'm just like, 
Yo, get the fuck out, man. Well, okay, going back to your data thing, right? They did this study at one of the bougie universities. I forget which one. Babougie. Yeah, Babougie. And they opened up a coffee shop in the university, and they said, you can pay by uh, giving us your basic data, or you can pay $6 for a cup of coffee. And like 85% of college students gave their personal data because they didn't want to pay for that coffee. And they were like, yeah, my How personal data. How much of that is broke-ass college students? 100%, yeah, right? See, like, that's the thing. It's like, but uh, how that would be like us too like i don't maybe if you didn't know a lot about data and social media would you have given your data i mean i I have given my data okay without knowing i mean still sometimes it's like like you go up you you go up to the say it's us two in the social because we're essentially from two kind of different economic backgrounds yes would you have given up your social data for those six dollars that you can keep to buy? If I was in college, if, if I was, was still in college, between a freshman and junior, one hundred percent. See, I would have paid the six bucks because uh, one, I had the six bucks, yeah, and no, I don't know I what data not. means. I and this is it was really interesting because you you were roasting me the other day about uh, how I'm a I'm a cheap ass. <laughs> You're yeah, you are a cheap ass. <laughs> but the the thing we're is, we're going to a Thai place because it's twenty bucks cheaper. Well, yeah, well that's that's twenty dollars in my pocket. Twenty Hong Kong. That's two US. That's two and a half US dollars. But, you know, that if I see a burger is $10 versus 12.5 before tip and tax, like that's a that's a a deciding factor for me. You know, like if I I just want to see if the patty's bigger than the other one. Yeah. If if one has egg, I'll pay for that egg. (laughs) See, I think there are certain things in life that you pay a premium for, you know, egg on a burger. Yes. For you, that's egg on a burger. For me, that was toilet paper. When I started (laughs) straight up, when I was in college and I started buying my own groceries and buying my own utilities and whatnot, I was like, all right, where can I cut costs? Where can I not cut costs? And I bought the cheap toilet paper. I'm like, this is the worst decision I have ever made. (laughs) I, me paying the premium is totally worth it for this. And that's my mindset when it comes to uh, tech as well, as you well know, like I have recently spent like 6,000 US dollars on recent tech upgrades, which is a lot of money. But for me, it's a no brainer because I'm like, all right, this allows me to do my job. This is going to last four to eight years or depending on the piece of gear, like my lifetime, like this microphone that I'm currently talking to. So for me, yes, it's an upfront cost, but that's totally worth it for me and what I do. But and I'm very willing to spend a premium on those kind of products. Uh, but in other things, like we were talking about a burger place, right? And I was like, how much are you willing to spend for a nice burger? And you were like, easily 20, 20 to 50 US dollars. Yeah. And I was like, I would 10, $12. Food, food is super important to me. Well, yes. Food is super important to me. Food is super important to me too, but I pr- much prefer to cook. And no. that's where I save money. Yeah, but and that, like, I think that's, that's a, that's a different that's a different question between you and I. Mm. Um, I love food mm-hmm. and I will pay the premium for someone to make that yes. food for me. Yeah. But if I'm cooking for myself, I will go cheaper. Yeah. But I also look at the health. Mm. And I have 100%, I will cook the most basic meal. And everyone who's not white on this channel is like, <laughs> you don't put spice? What are you doing? I'm like, yeah. Because I because I I'm, I'm uh, I take on fat really easily, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I can't have salt. Like when I'm when I'm by myself, the food is bland. It's it's turkey, mm-hmm. minced turkey, maybe a carbohydrate and a vegetable. Mm-hmm. And if it's not a carbohydrate, like not rice or pasta, I get rid of the rice or pasta, and it's mm-hmm. just vegetables and a meat. Mm-hmm. And I have that all. No salt, no pepper, fucking no, not even olive oil, yeah. nothing. Yeah. And I eat that. Yeah. Because of health. Yeah. But like when it comes to like um. 
But when I go out to eat, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I expect my money's worth. Mm -hmm. And if that means paying 20 bucks for a really good burger, I expect a 20 buck yeah, no, I feel like, yes, if I am in that mindset in the very rare times where I'm like, I am willing to spend 20 to 50, to, I don't think I've ever spent 50, I was talking to you about this, I don't think I've ever spent $50 on a single meal, uh, but uh, like I think the most I've ever spent on one meal, maybe a drink was maybe like 25 to $30, and that was like a, a huge deal for me, this was like My a, average is between 20 to 30 I can't. I can't spend that kind of money, like it just... I'm like for 30 bucks, you know how much pasta and sauce and raw ingredients I could buy for that? Like I, that's, I could buy, that's like 10 meals right there, you know, like it it hurts me. And I also do things is like, where can I cut costs to buy very expensive photography gear? Right. That, I think that's also another, another thing is that you, you spend it on these massive things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less frequently, but like still more frequently than I do while I have more of a, a spread out yeah, yeah, yeah. payment that I assume if you take in like two months of me eating out mm-hmm. or buying a video game or mm-hmm. buying whatever, it will eventually accumulate to your big one yeah, purchase yeah, yeah. that you've exactly. done after six months of not doing Exactly. It. Yeah. No, I'm very sporadic. This year so happens to be a big year that a lot of upgrades that I'm willing to pay for have come out, like my laptop, like my all my photography yeah. gear. Like this year has, has not been uh, good on my wallet, but I was also prepared for it because I knew that most of this gear was coming out this year. So I've been saving up for a very long time. That's why like when in college, when I, when I bought my first professional camera, I was getting very close to being able to buy it. I wasn't quite there yet. I was a couple hundred dollars off and I knew it was coming out in like four months. Um, and this was after I graduated. So very near the end of graduation, my friends were like, yo, you want to come out to dinner? You want to come out for drinks? And they know I don't drink, but they they just wanted me there. And I was like, no, I, I can't do dinner tonight. I can't go out tonight. And uh, I didn't tell them why, but they were just like, oh, that's fine. Uh, but I was 100% like, do I spend... 10 to 20 dollars on going out tonight or do i stay in cook for myself and save that 10 to 20 dollars for my future all camera? your friends like don't haven't haven't built a personality that you stay indoors my friends have built a personality <laughs> that if i if they ask me well, i'll say no well the thing is like I, it, they've built my personality on like yeah my you, friends have commented on people's photos that I'm tagged in and said, you have friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so like, you went outside? I'm a fairly social person, but only with the people that I genuinely want to be with. That's the thing. It's like people are like, why don't you go out more? It's like, I don't have anyone that I want to go out with right now. Like when I'm in Phoenix, before the pandemic, I would go weeks between seeing people because everyone was so busy and all this stuff. Like it wasn't like college where we all lived in the same dorm room and I could just knock on their door and be like, yo, let's go hang out tonight. And we'd have a squad of six to 12 people going no, and doing a personality even in college that I didn't want to go outside. Yeah, see, no, I was a very social person in college because I had a good group of friends around me. And then as that group of friends started, you know, uh, dropping out or leaving or going to different states, that I, st- I stopped going out as much. I would go to the gym by myself, especially Friday night when everyone else was out partying. Oh, yeah. Friday, Friday, Friday yeah, night. Those Friday night gym Friday, sessions are so great. Are those are good. Uh, but uh, it was just like I hung, I went out less because I didn't have people that I wanted to go out with. And I don't like going out with strangers. Like, I don't like, I, I feel very uncomfortable. No, like, <laughs> I know that might sound uh, weird. The outside world yeah, yeah, yeah. of strangers. No, no it's I feel just, that. I it's hate just, people. It, <sighs> 
like I, I classify myself as an ambivert, right? Because I'm like right on the edge of introvert, extrovert. And what I've noticed a lot more is that I'm very extroverted with people I care about or in certain social situations where I have no choice but to take over as the, the guy in charge, which thankfully doesn't happen that often, but certain times require that. And when I'm in those situations, it's usually something I actually am genuinely like happy about. So I do have that energy. But then the recharge after that is like two weeks. I don't want to see anyone, you know, like and with you, you know, like with my very close friends, I could do it every day. I feel like you would get sick of me, but I could totally do it. There's Um, only so much veganism I want in my life. (laughs) That too. But also just like with people that I genuinely care about, it's I could do it a lot more often. Um, But with people I don't know, I I don't. Yeah, that recovery time is a lot longer. It's like I can spend 30 minutes with you, have a bland conversation and then be like, I don't want to see anyone for two weeks. You know, (laughs) like that's exactly my my, my friends in the UK have built a personality around me that is like if they I am if I ask William to come, he'll probably say no. Well, Um, and I'm just like. No, no, I want you to ask yeah, on the off chance that's I the might thing. actually say yes. Even even if the, the it's a guaranteed no, I would still like to be included. You know, yeah. like I, I, I know that we both know that it's probably not going to happen, but I do get a little bit hurt when you just assume that it's not going to happen. Which is why I ask you, even even though I'm, I'm most definitely going to get a no from my parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I yeah. appreciate that. Uh, but you and I also have that, that very close relationship where you know, and I do appreciate you you asking but it's also like and and not like with this uh upcoming halloween party i'm not a definite no i'm leaning towards a no Same. but yeah. uh uh put on a mask yeah. mark yeah but it's but it's for some of my best friends in the world and i'm like all right I, this is a potential i might show up for like half an hour see what goes on but we'll see we show we'll up see. for like three hours then we go i don't know if i could do three hours man Bro, then with, you don't, with don't, people you're the only person i know in the room like that don't come for 30 minutes then it's a, that's a 30 minute ferry can, ride to this island let alone yeah i know but you know you gotta show your face do the thing but like you don't yeah, know these people don't show up then that's the thing is like i would just be stuck to you and if you're like yo mark i need to go get a drink then i'd just be like awkwardly in the corner like ah. i've been to their <laughs> i've been to their house the drinks is not very far from the place where we just sit okay well then i'd just be sitting alone then then i would pull out my phone and get on instagram and that's where the social media comes in it's like i yeah but then you can plug yourself (laughs) uh could i know like would anyone actually care who i am they're like why no one would be like Um, why are you on insta no 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 there's a couple of them that are like kind of like film film pr instagram peoples that you could plug yourself in for the uh the views. Okay. Yeah. Get that. Get, get that. Get that. <laughs> subscription count out. Yeah. The road the to 10K. <laughs> road to 10K. Uh, I remember back in the Lord of the Rings where 10K was like an astronomical amount oh, yeah. of people of yeah. like soldiers in a war. And then yeah. it's like now social media is like 10K. That's not fucking I know. Thing. Well, that's the thing. It's really interesting because as, as cool as 10K is a, a great milestone... I feel like 100k is better. Yeah, well, obviously, 100k million. You have all those like bigger milestones that are now more mainstream and accustomed to. Like, what was it like uh, when when YouTube was around? They would be celebrating like 10k, and now they're like, you get the silver play button at 100k subscribers, you get the gold at a million, and the fact that this is now the standard, I feel like, has skewed people people's thinking about what is a professional YouTuber. KSI has two diamond ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two diamond ones. Not even PewDiePie has two diamond ones. KSI has two diamond ones. 
even though PewDiePie has a hundred million that's subscribers. The, that's the mind blowing thing though. And it, uh, what was it? Someone recently commented on one of my videos and that there's so many ways to take this. And I, I, I know we've been talking for almost an hour now, but I, I want to kind of end the podcast on this point is um, I got this comment on YouTube and the guy more or less said, hey, I found your video. I was mind blown by the quality and I don't understand how this kind of quality with this kind of presentation and personality is only at 8,000 subscribers. I don't understand how that works. I definitely thought like you had uh, a million subscribers and you were a professional YouTuber. Um, keep going. You're going to you're going to blow up. And I was like, oh, you know, I appreciate the compliment it means a lot to me. And I've been getting that a little bit more lately, which is really nice. I used to kind of view that in a negative sense. And I think that's just because I'm a depressive person uh, and I, I'm getting healthier. Um, but when I used to view it as I'm kind of insulted that they're like, oh, quality equals uh, high subscriber. And if you don't have high subscriber, quality cannot exist. Right. Like they, they were mind blown that quality could exist at a low level. Yeah. And that the fact that I had quality at a low level didn't like, I don't know, they, they equated quality with high subscriber and they equated bad quality with low subscriber. So I was my you know, YouTube channel. <laughs> right it's not that bad though so now that i'm in a, a slightly healthier state of mind i'm like you know what i appreciate the compliment it means a lot to me and i hope that we you know we start gaining subscribers because you know like going back to that initial point if the quality is good people will come eventually uh and then i had and then you know because that comment made my day because the comments have been so negative as of late because i've been doing tech reviews and people are very uh, decided yeah, yeah divisive about tech and then uh also i uh, my mask comment <laughs> i was just like man the comments have been Where really mask people yeah the comments have been really brutal lately so that one was like an, a nice shining light in my comment section that actually like genuinely made me happy so i, I posted about it on twitter and, and instagram i was like hey you know this made my day I, i'm kind of happy about this comment and someone responded with the same point that i used to have in my bad mental state it was like why uh, do they think that people with low subscribers cannot have quality content? And I was like, you know, I don't view it that way anymore, but that's the perception. And the thing that he touched on very specifically is that people view professional social media people, especially YouTubers, if they have that subscriber count. Like you cannot be professional if you don't hit that certain subscriber count yeah what was it like 100k yeah 100k is literally you've now dedicated you can now dedicate yes. your life to because the money, money is there and i think then this goes to the broader conversation about what makes someone a professional is it the money is it the skill is it this and i've had this conversation many times when it comes to photography and my view on professional photographer is like you don't need to be a full-time photographer to be professional like if you've gotten paid once in your life for a professional job and you put out decent quality work that isn't absolute trash that's cons that's the bar for professional you've you've had a paid gig you know um and then other people fight me on that they're like no it has to be your full-time job you need to do it 24 7 if you do it slightly on the side and get paid as a side gig you're not professional i'm like i disagree mm, with that i also don't like the idea that social media except for youtube i feel mm. i feel like i don't know uh, I was talking to someone else saying it was like you have I have a different view on YouTube compared mm. to the other social media accounts um, that when you get starting getting paid for these things like TikTok was talking about like oh getting keeping their like big TikTokers and paying them that's when you've and that's my problem with a lot of like that's what's what's the future generation going to look like mm -hmm. these uh, 
will the traditional job disappear because mm. everyone's either a YouTube star, Instagram, well, TikToker, I, I don't, and you get paid? I don't think the, the traditional job will disappear because it takes a certain kind of personality of to course it make it on social, social media. What happens to like the other the other things? Like you think the other as, things as, as this pie is like... Pie. 90% traditional job, 10% social media. And you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah. as it skews as to it more... Skews. As the people realize, oh, it's quicker to be a social media star and get paid a lot of money to be a social media star compared to the other traditional jobs. Well, I feel like you could say that about, you know, uh, uh, sports star or actor, right? Like they, they have that same, like people have that same mindset. They're like, I need to become a singer or an actor in this. And it's, it's hard to make it. Like, I feel like social media makes it easier, but I feel like making it on social media to a point where it's now your full-time job and you can solely rely on that as your main source of income is is still an upper echelon of people that I don't it takes less time than a, than a than a a sports star it, it yeah and there's less likely of uh, I think there's less of a massive pit of failure yes I agree with that I 100% agree with that but I also think that it's not as easy as people like to think you know like going and back that, uh, but that's I'm, I'm worried about that as mm. well people these youths oh, think yes. that it's the easiest thing possible and it, it's not and yeah, it's yeah. not and, and going so, back to our previous yeah. conversation about you need that one thing that makes it that overnight fame and like that overnight fame can exist but it, it rarely is long like it doesn't usually have longevity and it like you need to have put in that work for that one thing to pop off so and that people subscribe and like and do all that stuff because all your other content is of the same genre and the same quality and level and people fall in love with the personality and then you can do whatever you want right but i feel like again that's an it's a very few percent like this that's the very few people who make it to that level and even people who have made it we were talking about longevity of certain creators because of who they are what the brand and personality they've already made for themselves is you were saying like you know when the youths found them when they were 18 they loved that kind of content but now as the youths have grown up and become 30 and the personality has also become 30 they're like why do i still need this in my life this is immature teenager stuff i'm at a completely point different point in my life this no longer interests me and sure, you know, they gain and lose subscribers all the time and they, they usher in a new generation of people who could potentially like their content as well. But, you know, when you brand yourself a certain way, I feel like certain kinds of personalities and branding have a finite amount of uh, lifespan. Except for 40K. 40K is eternal. <laughs> All hail the god emperor of man. Uh, okay. And, <laughs> and on the, that note. <laughs> and on that note, I think, uh, yeah, we've hit an, oh, just over an hour. So I think, um, yeah, I think that's a good place to end. So, William, I, I would say this is the usual part where you plug yourself, but you've been doing that consistently. I've been consistently plugging would myself Would you like in. to do one last uh, plug? I will plug in myself right. one last time. Okay. It's the YouTube channel, The Ra uh, Raging Ginger. It's all together. R-A-G-I-N-G. -G, uh, big G. I-N-G-E-R, Raging Ginger, together, YouTube. Um, there's also my Twitter account, the King Ginger 95 which is the anime one. And then there's the, the video game one, Raging Ginger 4. For some reason, I have a 4 there. Um, ignore it. Um, and that, yeah. So yeah, please like, subscribe, follow. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I feel like of the, the two podcasts we've done, this had more of a uh, cohesive streamlined train of thought <laughs> yeah trail of thought also like 
it wasn't out there and it yes. last one was talking about us yeah wow, this one's this more talking more, about the world yeah which i which i do enjoy and uh even though you're not necessarily a create you wouldn't label yourself i wouldn't as, yeah. label myself creative um we we focus a little bit more on creative stuff, which I yeah. did enjoy. Which is is I do appreciate your perspective as an outside uh, looking in. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. My name is Mark Steiner, and I'll see you next time.